0: Well, the last few days, we've seen a lot of very big changes to our way of life. A tiny little virus, which at first we just heard about far away in China, has now come knocking on our doors here in Alberta. And our life has changed a lot. The government keeps imposing more and more restrictions on public activities. And now our children are home from school. Some of us have been asked to stay home from work. Those over 60, those who are more vulnerable, have been asked to stay away from from public worship and other gatherings. And as we deal with all of these things, as we try to process them all, we're dealing with a lot of information on the internet and social media, a lot of opinions, a lot of emotions, a lot of reactions, perhaps uh, some anxiety, some some fear, and some distress as we try to figure out what's going on. I'd like to encourage each one of us as God's children to remember that the public health authorities are set over us by God as part of his government over us. They're ordained by God as his ministers for our well-being. And so it's important to, to follow the procedures that they lay out for us. They make decisions for our good, for our welfare. And it's also impor- important to go back Take a step back and and try to figure out what's going on in the grand scheme of things. And we know where we can always turn. We can always turn to the Lord. And this evening we'll turn to Psalm 4, where the psalmist is in a situation of distress, and he cries out to God. So He says, answer me when I call, O God of my righteousness. You have given me relief when I was in distress. Be gracious to me and hear my prayer. He's in a position where he doesn't know what's going on. He's distressed and he turns to the law. That's the only one he can turn to. And he's surrounded by people that aren't doing the right thing. He continues continues in verse 2, O men, how long shall my honor be turned into shame? How long will you love vain words and seek after lies? So people are talking and sharing information and conspiracy theories and And just basically, everybody's giving their opinions about what the problem is. Much of it's fake news. But the psalmist knows what he has to do. Look at verse 3. But know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. The psalmist knows where to go for the truth, where to go to get a handle on things, where to go to understand what's going on, how to respond. He continues in verse four: "Be angry and do not sin." Or you can even translate that: "Get all emotional, but don't sin." So, yes, there are emotions, there are reactions, there are visceral reactions. We're concerned about our elderly parents. We're concerned about our our family members that are immunocompromised. We're concerned about our children. We're concerned about us. How do we deal with? this new situation which we don't know how long it's going to last. And these emotions are all things that are legitimate. We need to process them. But the psalmist says, well, don't process them in such a way that you give into sin. Ponder. That's a great great word, ponder. That's what the believer does when the world seems to be crashing down around him or her and when life seems to be turned upside down and Really, we don't know what's going on. We don't lash out. We don't love vain words and seek after lies. But we ponder. We ponder in our own hearts, on our beds, and we're silent. He says, Be silent before a holy, majestic, sovereign, and good God. When we're not quite sure what's happening, We just ponder. We are, we are listening to what God says. Be still and know that I am God. Just hold on to his hand. Just keep walking along the way that he's leading us along. We may not understand what's going on. We may be afraid and frightened of everything that's happening around us. But God is sovereign. And everything that's ever happened and ever will happen and everything that is happening in history has already been decreed by him who is the one who is sovereign over all things. And so the psalmist says, you know what? Offer right sacrifices. Put your trust in the Lord. Just do the right thing. Don't try to figure out the solution to all of the problems in the world. Don't try to go crazy tormenting yourself with trying to figure out What's gonna happen tomorrow, or next week, or the month, uh, next month? Just do the right thing. What does God want me to do today? Sufficient unto the days the evil thereof says the scripture. What does God want me to do today? He wants me to be faithful in my duties, in my office. He wants me to worship him. He wants me to love him and love my neighbor. And so that's what we do. We just keep walking in simple faith offering right sacrifices, putting our trust in the Lord. And then he says in verse six, there are many who say who will show us some good. Like, where is it? Is there any hope? Who's going to fix the economy? Who's going to fix this public health crisis? Where can we find any hope? Can we find it in science? Can we find it in the economists? Can, Can the politicians save us? Well, they all have their place, don't they? They all have their roles to play, but unless the Lord blesses the builders, builder and build in vain. And so the psalmist knows where to go. He looks it, uh, up to the Lord. Lift up the light of your face upon us, O Lord. And you recognize that language in the blessing we hear every Sunday, that the Lord would lift up the light of his countenance upon us and give us peace. That's what the psalmist looks, ultimately, for hope. Not to the people around him or her, but he, he lifts up the light. He looks up. To the Lord and ask Him to lift up the light of His face upon us. Why is that? Well, look at verse seven. You have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and wine abound. What is God teaching us in this pandemic, in this time of uncertainty? He's reminding us that, you know, having lots of food and drink, having lots of health, having a very comfortable North American life where we have access to everything we want and more, we can you know, go on our vacations, we do all kinds of things. He's reminding us that that's not where the, the joy is. That's not what it's all about. You know, you can have lots of grain, you can have lots of wine, and you can still be miserable. And what God's teaching us as he kind of hems us in during this time and takes away a lot of the things that we're used to having, he reminds us that he is our portion, that he is our joy, that he is our delight, whom we have in heaven but you, and on earth there's no one else that I desire besides you." That's the response of the of the believer, and that's what God's reminding us. You know what? When we're reminded of what it's all about, when we're reminded of why we're here, and why we exist, and where we find our meaning, in whom we find our meaning, then suddenly it's okay, isn't it? We don't have to fear. We don't have to be anxious. Look at verse 8, in peace I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. And so, brother and sister, do that. Do that tonight. Do that tomorrow. Do that day by day. Look to him. Trust in him. Wait upon him. Call upon him. Pour out your heart to him. Put your trust in the Lord. And then in peace, you can lie down and sleep because he alone makes us dwell in safety. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Amen.